Welcome to Echo Screen episode 31. Uh, we're recording on the same day of as the Game Awards 2020. My name is Blaze. With me this week is Aaron. Hey. And Rob. That's me. Thank you for having me. All right. It's a big news, uh, news week from, from last week uh, when we released the episode. We are recording the same day as the Game Awards, so do not expect the Game Awards uh, any, like stuff from that like we're, we don't have anything any news on the smash bros character this is, uh, pre-game awards yeah it's uh it's gonna be in a few hours but i think we're gonna do a double episode this week so there will be an extra echo with all game awards content um recorded uh a day or two after the game awards kind of like a post uh show wrap up from all of us but kind of like a post malone you know i was oh. just gonna say that thank you <laughs> thank you so much thank you oh god thank you okay all right yeah let's just get into it um rob did you want to start off with the uh the comic news that you brought to the table i didn't put it in the show notes but if you wanted to go into it because i mean more than i it's a just small thing uh they marvel has now the rights to make comics with alien and predator thanks to the fox buyout Mm -hmm. um they haven't They've announced that they are going to make mm. comics. The direction of the comics has been kind of shady. Like, we don't know if it's going to be the Predator meets the Avengers, or if it's going to be set in its own universe, kind of continuing on from the yeah. movies. Um, I think it's probably going to be the latter. Um, they kind of did that with uh, Conan the Barbarian. And the big okay. thing that... the co- big thing that they um announced is creative teams because that one's been the uh kind of shady thing right now um but only for the predator book i believe the name of the author is philip kennedy johnson and mm-hmm. uh, he's known for his book at dc um it's a black label c- comic called the last god and most recently he did um the Tales of the Dark Multiverse, which is like oh, kind of, yeah, it's their mm-hmm. uh, DC's version of What If. So mm-hmm. he did one specifically about the story of Hush. Um, it it was good, I think. Uh, it it goes in a very different direction than you think. Uh, but it does have a good horror tone to it, so I think uh, it might be in good hands. So we'll just nice. have to see. Cool. Yeah, nice. All right. Well, we'll update it when we find out the uh, Predators um, creative team. But yep. we'll move on to Warner Brothers. Uh, after we recorded last week, Warner Brothers came out with this huge announcement. And uh, oh yeah, they basically said their entire, not only Wonder Woman, which would be day and date movie and HBO Max, um, mm-hmm. it would be their entire 2021 slate of movies, which is like, including wonder woman i think 17 films um and they announced that it would be day and date with theaters and that it would be only 2021 where they did this Mm -hmm. um and that they would be pulling back out of this um in uh in 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 2022 but it's kind of like once you release the genie from the bottle how do you get it back in 
It's yeah, kind of like yeah. they're they're going really hard with like super pro consumer. It's because of the pandemic and certain times, all that stuff. But it's also like, what? Oh, you're not pro consumer anymore in um, 2022. Like what? <laughs> yeah, like, are you, that's what you're trying to say. Uh, yeah. So they announced it. I don't have the. F- I do actually have the full list. It's Godzilla versus Kong, the Suicide Squad, the Conjuring, whatever that is. Um, Dune. It's the horror movie series. Okay, well, the new one of those. Dune, Matrix 4, The Little Things, uh, The Many Saints of Newark, Mortal Kombat, which I didn't even know existed. Oh, it's um, coming. Yeah. I think they just announced that when they announced this list. Yeah, they, it, well, they they t- said that they were working on it, but this is the first time we have kind of sort of a date and a logo. So. Yeah. And then um, Space Jam, a new legacy sequel to the original Space Jam. Oh, right? with LeBron James. Uh, Tom and nice. Jerry, the um, half animated, half live action movie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Hmm. King Richard, Malignant, uh, In the Heights. King uh, Dick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay we're past the first five minutes you're good uh <laughs> reminiscence and those who wish me dead um and nice. that's what they got a lot of these have dates like they have something they have something for end of january march uh they have two things in march april may june two things in june uh basically they have everything covered with what they're what like what their release schedule is currently there's no release date on mortal Kombat. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Those Who Wish Me Dead, Malignant, or Cry Macho, which I did not see on this previous list. But regardless, uh, yeah, so they announced this, and that is the news story that broke. Days later, it is reported on how Warner Brothers did not inform any of their partners or cut any special Mm. deals with their partners like they did for... um, patty jenkins and uh gal gadot yep until they they didn't like tell their partners until 90 minutes before the news story broke that they were doing this with hbo max um and everyone uh basically is super pissed at yeah. warner brothers for yeah it. yeah there were even talks about um the like a boycott and there were even talks about how they were calling warner bros former bros as a like oh, they're gone we're done like the directors guild of america uh were talk talking about um boycotting uh yeah. warner brothers mm. and like warner brothers has been around for almost 100 years yeah. and like, <laughs> i'm getting all this information from the uh the ign article that broke and then also the new york times article about the the other side of it Mm-hmm. And every site has like that covers entertainment has their own like same information, but uh, the biggest stuff is they cut a deal of some sort to give like Patty Jenkins and uh, Gal Gadot their some of what they would get like a compromise version of what the projected normal times like bonuses that they're promised in their contracts mm-hmm. um, and they cut that specifically for them because they needed the movie on their their platform currently they have not done that with any of their other stars or like um like like people affiliated 
creating these like films and motion pictures and their other partners involved, the companies that back those. And everyone's rightfully angry about that. Um, mm. And the potential to make as much money as they possibly could with all those like benchmark um, box office prices. Like if you think you're going to have a billion dollar movie like at the box office and then it gets released to your streaming platform and you're not going to see a tenth of that and you're not going to hit those benchmarks that are in your contract. Yeah, I think I'd be pissed too if I signed on at a low <laughs> sum so that it yeah. would kick in once the company got like everyone got their piece of the the, the share. And I mean, ten million is a lot of money. It's kind of like to uh, it to us, like who don't have ten million dollars. Obviously, it's a lot of money. But yeah. to like all the money involved, the like Dune, which is supposed to launch a film series, like mm-hmm. Dune is like one hundred and sixty-five million dollars, I believe, and. Uh, and Godzilla versus Kong is 155 million dollars. Like those are like movies that like that's how much the production costs. Not we're not talking about any of the marketing that goes into it. Yeah, because that doesn't get considered, which is usually twice the budget. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they're being released to these platforms, and it's like uh, you you didn't talk to Legendary about this, and Legendary <laughs> was like Legendary was in talks with Netflix to release. Netflix was going to give $250 million to Legendary to put Godzilla vs. Kong on their platform. Wow. And Warner Brothers... They on streaming? Whoa. Yeah. And, uh, like, oh, that yeah. that's the deal that they were going to do. And <laughs> and Warner Brothers made this announcement and, like, cut them, at, like, off at the knee. They were like, no, <sighs> this is our movie, and we're putting it out here. And it's like, uh, what? So everyone's, like, super pissed. Like, we'll see if they can resolve this and keep everyone happy. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, I, I'm seeing like, kind of like a whole kind of trend with this where it's like, you see a lot of people talking about how this is probably the death nail in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm wondering like. I don't know, half of the time I can't even get it into a movie theater. Um, But, like, I don't know. Do you think that there's going to be a lot of people who would boycott this by going to drive-ins as as opposed to um, seeing it online? Or do you think that's just as much just giving them the money? Like, either way, they're going to benefit from... You're talking of... about like consumer boycotting? Yeah, like do you think the right answer here is to either go see it in theaters and still give them the money for it or do you think well uh... they if even if even if we you and I went to the theaters the half capacity, the risk of catching the virus and like the limitations in which they can like mm-hmm. have people and the amount of traffic they need Let's say they can fill a 50% capacity. They're only making 50% of what they normally would if 50% of all people that would normally go see it show up. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Like, that's a generous scenario. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And think about that for, like, this has been two years at this point yeah. uh, of, like, loss of sales. Um, they're they're screwed. <laughs> like, movie theaters... <laughs> like, the the... I think that... 
the executives involved and like the directors who worked on the stuff, the stars that worked on the stuff, if they expect to get the money that they would have normally gotten in a regular year, they're kind of like out of their mind a little bit. Oh, yeah, they're stupid. I don't I thing. don't think they're not in entitled to be paid their fair share for the work that they've done, but mm-hmm. like they are they're not thinking clearly about mm-hmm. the situation at hand if they think that they're going to make the money back. If they have to sign some like deals with co- these companies to like over a long period of time when things go back to normal eventually in the future, like let's mm-hmm. say five years from now, they have to sign like better contracts that happen in the future with these companies. That's on the companies. Mm-hmm. The way they make the money in the short term, that's like the problem. And they have to make money to like stay open. Movie theaters are pretty screwed. Like yeah. just straight up. A hundred percent. That's that's what it's gonna be. Until like we're post pandemic and people can open theaters again, the big like like uh companies they're probably not gonna last like they a lot of them are haven't already lasted like mm-hmm. a, f- a few movie theaters by me have already like sold their properties and they have already done construction and are like just new buildings now mm-hmm. just completely gone yeah. um it it's going to take a, a long time for movie theaters to come back in the way that they were if yeah. they ever do Mm-hmm. And that's a reality that a lot of people haven't really like woken up to if I'm like, if I, like I think about it. Um, and I'm pretty sure, um, I'm pretty sure Disney's going to sort of like come in here with like, if you're familiar with like those, like Disney, it was like almost like Disney's version of Chuck E. Cheese. Um, they've made these like these places. I think Disney's gonna come in and be like, "Yeah, we have our new like um, movie theater chain, but it's like more than just a movie theater, and you can watch our stuff mm. here, like at this place, the House have, of Mouse." It, yeah, I can it, see that. And you oh. have like this premier Disney experience that's just mm-hmm. more than a movie, but they also have their latest movies there as well. Uh, I think we'll we'll see a Universal version of that, yeah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. I. As evil as that sounds and everything, I would, I would like run hand over fist to go into the house of mouse. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know why I said hand over fist. That's not a saying. Um, I mean, if you're running on all fours, then it totally works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So I guess it worked. Um, but yeah, it's, um, that's a very interesting w- way of like, I, I have no doubt that their companies can, can soon probably cater to their films individually. And I don't know, the mom and pop ones are just going to, uh, hopefully they'll survive or like, hopefully they have a plan of how they're surviving. I'd actually be very interested to talk to like, uh, there's a chain nearby me, uh, the elite cinema six I have. Uh, by me. So like the Sinister Six. The Sinister, yeah. Are they evil. Yeah, th- exactly. Uh, no, they actually do. Uh, they do kettle corn there. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, nice. I'm sorry. I'm reminiscing too much. Anyway. <laughs> um, um, spoilers for later in the podcast. We're not talking about any of the Spider-Man um um like <laughs> announcements or whatever because even though 
everyone's been reporting on it as fact a lot of it is still up in the air yeah even if the actor for doc ock was signed on and that is confirmed a lot of the other stuff like the toby Maguire, andrew garfield all that stuff is actually still up in the air not yeah wait what do you mean we're not talking about it i thought you you got confirmed to be in spider-man right yeah oh me yeah yeah wait let me check my and you don't want to talk aaron i'm aaron spider they just confirmed you wait really yeah i'm just even checking know. it out on instagram like you i just actually got heard uh, sonic really? sonic got confirmed too sonic oh good finally they can Spider-Man adapt three <sighs> finally sonic spider <laughs> anyway uh yeah so movie theaters i'm really heartbroken about it like i i love yeah, no, the same. movies i i mm-hmm. want to go back to a movie theater it's yeah. not safe and if anyone tries to convince you that it's safe to go to a movie theater oh, they're no, literally <laughs> trying to sell uh sell you uh snake oil uh <laughs> and don't don't do not buy that because it will not yeah, uh yeah. save you from like it's like the, the coronavirus doesn't exist during the two hours you want to go see that movie <laughs> like it, it's still there <laughs> like i don't yeah. know what the thought process it doesn't take time off for family dinners either so and mm-hmm. and you so run the risk out. and you're on the risk of people going in there and just taking off their mask once they enter the theater yeah so yeah i already have a problem i wear glasses personally and i already have a problem with like i have like my glasses fog up uh when i used to have to see um it happens occasionally i can still get by but it's like it happens um but like when you'd have to do 3d glasses and you'd put that on imagine just imagine 3d glasses uh on glasses in a under a mask like I do not want to sit there for three hours doing that. Yeah, ever. you don't want to just, like, defog your glasses every five seconds. Both you sides. don't want to do everything in your power to see Avatar 2? Not at all. I, I will do everything in my power to not see that movie. Um, <laughs> unless they put me underwater uh, for, like, a 5D experience. That would be... Um, you know what? That's the future of it. We all need to, like, go underwater to see movies. In a diving suit, we'll be safe. I, I can't wait for the... Uh, they use the same technology to film the Little Mermaid live action. Um, <laughs> we filmed literally underwater. All of our actors drowned. Anyway... Uh, it was, it was a bad on. idea in res- retrospect. <laughs> Let's move on to more... Uh, yeah, I guess to summarize that whole Warner Brothers thing... People are upset. Like, consumers, obviously, they're happy about it. Because that's just, like, a bunch of, quote-unquote, free content with no, like, premium price. All you have to do is subscribe to HBO Max. Um, And also, this is just purely United States. Like, Mm -hmm. internationally, these movies are coming out in theaters. Because they've (laughs) handled their their coronavirus problem, unlike uh, the states. But whatever. Um, So, hopefully... Warner Brothers and AT&T can figure out a way to um, to fix this with Hollywood. Like cuz if they don't, then they're not going to exist much longer like the uh at least uh in not the kind of powerhouse way that they do um much longer in the industry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, other movies that are uh getting backlash, Monster Hunter released in china and it was critically uh panned and (laughs) it was the even the game was review bombed on steam like monster hunter world just stupid because they somehow 
uh, Mr. Resident Evil Man thought it was uh, I don't remember his name. I avoided it. Yeah, neither do I. Paul W. S. Anderson. Yeah, Paul W. S. Anderson decided that like it was okay to like make a racist Chinese joke from some military man, like, and it got through the Chinese like censors and reviews. Like, I don't even know Mm -hmm. how that happened, but like it did. It was in the film. Yeah. And then it got through. The audio isn't translated. Like, it's just they have uh, Chinese translations, like, on the screen. So, like, the audio is the same. And, like, they tell us, like, really just, like, not in good taste Chinese joke. But then apparently the uh, subtitles were not the same (laughs) as what uh, was said in the movie. Like, it was, like, something completely different uh, that I think related more to, like, an old Chinese idiom. Um but yeah, I think that made it worse. <laughs> yeah. It's like pulling a fast one on you. It's like Yeah, trying to, but then okay. it's like assuming that nobody in the theater would speak English. Yeah. So the movie got like released, immediate backlash, removed from theaters na- like like nationwide in China. Huh. And and then <laughs> like like the backlash led to uh, review bombing it on Steam, like the game on Steam. And uh, apparently now the movie has removed that whole thing entirely, like the racist line, even from like all releases. But it, the movie will not be going back into theaters in China. That is for sure. Oh my god! Well, so, that was all their money. I know, for real. Literally all their money. That was the market that they were catering to. Yeah, so. yeah. And I don't even know because like the Capcom came out and was like, "Yeah, we don't." support this it was made like the decisions that led to that were not and we weren't involved but also by yeah. our our dlc with um what's Mila Jovovich. yes so yeah you know very good very good it's free dlc though oh okay well player game that references lady who is has to do with this racist thing yeah <laughs> i don't know it's like it sucks like really bad i do know i guess it's bad do do not uh i do not support that and i can't believe in the year 2020 that someone um thought that was a thing that was okay to do yeah that was just so (laughs) beyond ignorant yeah yeah all right well that's enough of that i this like monster hunter movie is was and is a joke like of a concept and from the footage that i saw that it's just like this happening to it uh it's just like icing on that like yeah cake. it's not all that surprising yeah. i'm just surprised that it happened so fast <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, it's like, for real. like they chose the absolute wrong th- everything about it was wrong yeah like like poison we, baked in yeah so it's just yeah it's just really uh it, it, i i forgive me for using this word uh but it's big yikes moment um <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah okay wrong. so a more big yikes moment as uh as rob put it casey hudson and mark dara exit bioware and um it was tweeted out by jason schreier which i this is how the story broke when i saw it um they were, I think, the general manager and the... Oh, I don't have the article up. That feels great. Um, they they were, like, the lead 
like one of the producers if i'm not mistaken yeah uh, on dragon age 4 and that's just like not good obviously mm-hmm. and they apparently left abruptly that's a bad sign there's yeah. there's supposed to be dragon age 4 footage shown at the game awards um which mm-hmm. by the time you listen to this podcast you will like know what was shown whether or not it was just uh concept art like they showed last game awards and or just more developers talking about <laughs> the game and no f- real footage other than like beta stuff um or alpha at that point but like no, when, it was like pre-alpha yeah it's just like if they don't have concrete stuff for this game that's mm. definitely not coming out in a in a few years from now like this is a mid-generation game at this point um yeah i don't i don't know it's just a lot of these like high profile games like it seems like a lot of meddling from ea as it always is in my opinion who would have thought um and i really like the work that bio uh, bioware did with uh dragon age inquisition which is i think the only game that i've like fully put my time into from bioware mm-hmm. i tried mass effect and i know that it's good but it, I never really got through oh, a yeah. lot of the clumsiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first one's pretty tough. Mass Effect is like my favorite series of theirs, I would say. Um, although Dragon Age 1 and 2 are both up there. I never played yeah. Inquisition, but Mass Effect is definitely worth checking out. Yeah. There, ha- there have the uh, PC port coming out. Yeah, uh, they're doing like the Legendary Edition soon, right? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I hope they update the combat a little bit for uh, Mass Effect 1. I know that's a big ask, and it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, that game is good narratively, but like, like I played that one after I played Mass Effect Two for like a little bit because I was like, okay, I don't have a save file, and I want you know certain characters to not be dead. Yeah, (laughs) so I'm gonna go back and play the first one because I watched somebody play it before. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was just just going back from two after it first released to one. It was like, oh my god, this is like. This is really bad. <laughs> I I remember buying the trilogy when it came out, mm-hmm. when it finally got ported to PlayStation 3. Uh-huh. And I tried, I was like, I want my my Shepard to go through like all three games. Shepard. And I played the first one. I was like, this world is really cool. And I, I'm really enjoying myself. And then I got to like the first combat heavy mission. I was like, I don't want to do this. This is <laughs> yeah. a slog. It is not fun, non-intuitive at all. And so I just skipped to two. And I started playing that, and I was like, this is better, but I've played way better shooters than this, and I do not want to, like, I cannot do it. And it was, like, years after the fact, like, of, mm. of that game coming out, like, before it got ported, and I just, like, I can't do it. And I never yeah. even played 3, so. I think the combat in 2 is fine, obviously better, but um, narratively, those games are very good. Yeah, yeah. that's what I've heard, so, yeah, well we'll uh we'll see um i'm willing to like be open-minded to the the footage that they have for dragon age but i'm not getting any hopes up this game is not coming out anytime soon so it doesn't really matter no (laughs) at all to me right now so like whatever but uh yeah uh yeah i mean i hope it's good yeah for i don't hope anything is bad oh for real yeah no exactly all right now this is something super exciting. Earlier this week, um, we got a, like a leak of 
Persona 5 uh, Strikers, which is the western port of Persona 5 Scramble, which is the Dynasty Warriors style uh, Persona game that was in, released in Japan at the beginning of this year and is finally... Persona 5 sequel game. Yes, it is actually an in-canon sequel to Persona 5, uh, and uh, that's awesome. Comes out uh, February 23rd, 2021 for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and, which was a huge surprise, Steam, which, yeah. like, that was unexpected. Mm-hmm. So you can pre-order now. They kept saying that pre-orders went live today at, like, 4 p.m. Pacific, but you can pre-order it on Best Buy, which has a uh, steel case edition that is only exclusive there, whatever. Mm-hmm. GameStop has, like, a, a Joker pin that it comes with. Um, wow. I, I don't know. So it's cool. I'm excited. Uh, obviously, I'm willing to put $60 down on this game, this Dynasty Warrior-style game, um, instead of, like, the Zelda one. This one, because I know it's, like, canonical and it matters, like, overall to the lore and the characters, I will put the 60 bucks down regardless if I think that the gameplay is something I want to play a lot um, because I found Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity tolerable but not super fun. And that was my biggest problem with it. When mm. I played the demo and found out the narrative conceit that they were going for, I immediately bounced off that game. Um, like, and narratively bounced off that game, which is why I would have, like, invested the money um, into it, personally. Um, and I don't think it's a spoiler, because it's in the demo. It's in the first five minutes of the demo, basically. There's a time travel conceit in Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. So when they were like, yeah, this is a prequel game. And they immediately like introduce a time travel component. I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing this at all. I refused. Like, it, basically, it's just like this could happen or not because time travel. And uh, I'm I'm good with my Breath of the Wild lore as it is. Thanks. <laughs> See ya. Like, I I don't need to play f- like 60 hours of Dynasty Warriors gameplay to get uh, two hour two and a half hours of cutscenes. So, you know, but yeah, I'm excited for uh, Persona Five Strikers, which I don't know why yeah. they called it Strikers. Yeah, I don't know either. I think it's because Scramble is like it's based in Japan, Shibuya, the Shibuya Scramble. That makes sense. Strikers, I don't know why that is like it's more Western feeling. Yeah, but you know, whatever. It's oh. uh, what's it called? It's more in your face than scramble. Yeah, it strikes a chord with us. Huh? Yeah, they probably put it to like a PR group or a testing group, and they were like, "What do you think of when you think of scramble?" And everybody was like, "Eggs." And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> that's not good." Yeah, I better call it strikers. When I think of strikers in any video game now, I just think of Mario Strikers. So it's true, it's true. I just think of soccer. <laughs> yeah, huh? Or football, as it were. The uh, Empire Strikes Back is probably what they were thinking or something. Probably it was on the short list of, like, why it was good. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay, that's it for that. Um, Aaron, are you going to pick the, the game up? Yeah, I'm probably going to get it. Can't hear um, you, Rob. I might pre-order first. it. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> okay. All right. You're going to get it for PS4 or are you going to go for Steam, Aaron? Probably PS4. I'm... I mean, stuff carries over, right? Your save data will give you access to certain things, yes. It won't be nice. like... 
Yeah, like it will check if you have Royale or Persona 5 save data and it will move up. Yeah. Similarly, the Nintendo Switch will uh, check if you have Joker, a DLC for Smash, and it will then give you whatever you would have gotten on PS4, which is interesting mm. for sure. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, Maybe they should just release the games on Switch so people can play them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Completely <laughs> 1 billion percent agree. What, one of the biggest reasons I haven't gone back to Persona 5 uh, Royale is because I want to play it on my Switch, but it's not on the Switch. It's on my... Like, I have to sit down in front of my TV and, like, just play this game. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just complaining, but, like... You have a couch in front of your TV. I do. I prefer to curl up, TV. curl up on the couch and just, like, play in this small screen. And it, like... I know the Switch can handle Persona 5. It's not like technologically like getting it to work and it being powerful enough like it being powerful enough definitely is powerful enough it working just like to port it i that's a tremendous undertaking just so, uh just hit the port get button it, get it on steam and then steam link it to your iphone so you can play the game with the ps4 controller on your iphone that sounds awful <laughs> That's right. what you want, though, right? I don't want that at all. I do not want to play games on my phone in any capacity. Uh, yeah, okay. So our favorite guy, Neil Druckmann, mm-hmm. who was the uh, creative lead and writer of The Last of Us uh, Part Two, um, he becomes the co-president of Naughty Dog, which that wasn't the only new shakeup with the um, executives at Naughty Dog. Um not only was he serving as the vice president for three years, mm-hmm. he, um, he, uh, he's now the co-president. Um, and now moving up, Allison Mori and Christian uh, Geerling are, will serve as the co-vice presidents of Naughty Dog. And uh, they were both mm. respectively the director of operations and co-director of programming. And that is huge i would say for their careers um yeah and i i think it will uh unfortunately continue to instill a level of perfectionism leading to unhealthy work-life balance at uh at naughty dog uh but i don't think they're i think that the like the the workers will suffer in like a in that way but i think the the quality of games will still be there well it's like a pick your poison in that way i i have a question about that it is during like the reports i didn't look into it uh which is i probably should have uh be some part of this but um when they had all of the kind of like uh reports on like workers being overworked did they say the main source of it was neil Druckmann, or was it no it it was more of like a no one pointed specific fingers, but it's a culture of, like, you want this to be the best, right? You're, yeah, so you'll... that's just video games in yeah. general. <laughs> yeah, it's not like him specifically, like, making, yeah. like saying, you're going to work. It's more of just, <laughs> like, everyone is like-minded in a way that they will personally sacrifice and feel compelled. Like, they, like oh, they're doing this, so I should do this, too. If, like, if someone else mm-hmm. is putting in 80 hours it becomes like kind of expected of everyone to put in 80 hours or more so just more, 
I was just going to say, so more of the concern is just like the same people are working there. We're not introducing somebody to kind of mediate kind of. It's, it's like the, the, it's not broken. So don't fix it kind of like that. Like yeah. I don't like, unless it comes out soon or later tomorrow or whatever that they're like with the, like the new job, we are putting in new things to make sure our, our, like, our um, people do not overwork themselves, like, and we're going to make sure that they don't go over 50 hours a week. Like, if that mandate went in, which video games, I don't th- know how video games would get made if that was the case, uh, yeah. the way that they're mm-hmm. currently made. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't make them, so obviously, I don't know. It's a lot easier to just be like, yeah... No one can work more than 50 hours, which would be 10 hours overtime in a normal, like, whatever. Um, and that's, you're just going to have to do that. Like, unless that was, like, legislation that was put into it or unions, like, of video games. Um, it's not really expected by anyone but, like, games journalists and, like, communities pressuring companies to do this. Yeah. It is completely at a at a business level. Uh dis like advantageous to do that in any way like yeah the like there's a high like turnover rate at naughty dog um and other companies that kind of churn these like these games out but like the quality of of the games that naughty dog produces is is there because people put in so much blood sweat and tears into these games but Mm -hmm. it does like fry your brain to crunch that hard for so long and like no personal life like you can't take your family your health kid mm-hmm. like like whatever you know so it's like how much you're willing to sacrifice and or how much you feel like the culture of your office is making you sacrifice and because i haven't been proven otherwise it's just my speculation that nothing will change because it doesn't have to so yeah. oh yeah i doubt it all <laughs> I th- yeah, I like think you it... said, unless there's like some union uh, that forms, there's like no way I knew this is going to change. I mean, it's a miracle that video games get made in the first place mm-hmm. uh, at the rate that they do, especially like you consider what's being made uh, yeah. in like two to three year time spans, like minimum. It's yeah. Like... Yeah, and like after that point in time, people get pissed off because oh, the game is vaporware and it's never going to come out because it hasn't. It's like, oh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, that's where we're at right now. All right. So, Activision Blizzard is suing Netflix for mm-hmm. poaching a top executive. That is the framing of the story. But, upon reading further into this Kotaku article, I found that it's not really about that. Like, there was this executive that was working Activision Blizzard, and his contract went up sometime this earlier this year, but he was poached by Netflix, quote-unquote poached by Netflix, earlier than his contract end date. And so Activision and Blizzard can, they have, like, legal, um, like, recourse that they can take with that. What the article goes on to talk about is how Netflix is becoming more uh, aggressive in a new market, which would be video games. And so to hire an executive familiar with video games and more like like transitioning their 
that are like Netflix's original series to video uh, to video game landscapes, like to use an as an example, the Dark Crystal like mobile game that came out. I think it mm-hmm. came out for Switch as well. Like at, like and it came out at the same time that their Netflix original series came out. Yeah. And there was even like a Telltale style um, Stranger Things game in the works. Really? For a while. Yeah. I mean, the company, like Telltale is gone. So yeah. it, that it also is gone. Um, you can find out more about that with, on the Noclip documentary about Telltale, um, which is really enlightening. But uh, yeah. So like Netflix entering the video game space in a big way. I think we'll see more of that for sure in the next five years. Apparently, they attended E3 for the first time, according to this article, in like really? 2019. Yeah. And that was like huge. So, as the years go by, Netflix will increasingly put their foot into the, the video game market so they can diversify their their revenue streams, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Netflix isn't that small company anymore. Like, they're like massive. And they want to stay ahead of the game when you have like Disney as a direct competitor who can like make the like a third to half their subscriber base in like like the first month of being around you know (laughs) like yeah yeah so they're not the only game in town and they're trying to uh survive like Mm -hmm. longer than the like 10 plus years that they've been around i don't even know at this point they've been around for closer to 20 years probably but yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see i think whenever uh production companies that aren't familiar with uh the video game world try to get into it it's usually bad like yeah it's usually really bad um just because like it's easy to want to get into it but like understanding the differences and how much you know effort and money and time is put into uh making sure that these things actually work out it's like absolutely ridiculous yeah but we'll see did we ever talk about how like uh warner brothers put a uh uh what is it a manager or something from an esports competition in charge of uh their comics no Uh, we did not talk about that okay i yeah i have no idea okay i i was just thinking about that and i was like yeah, it, it's, was it AT and T or was it Warner Brothers? I think it was. Yeah, I mean, at this rate, it kind of blending together. I think it was AT and T. I think they were like, you know what kids are doing here, <laughs> go <laughs> figure out the comics division. Yeah, there's like, I'll talk about AT and T later when we talk about uh, Sony Crunchyroll. But like, um. Yeah, like there's some weird stuff with what the AT and T like merger takeover of of Warner Brothers. Like, it was like a year or two into their into their ownership of of Warner Brothers when they were like, "Wait, we make comics. <laughs> Batman's showing what in this comic? What?" Uh, and we have led to the cancellation of uh, Scooby Apocalypse because they were like, "Oh yeah, it's oh, like yeah. you're doing what with Scooby Doo?" <laughs> like. All this stuff. Like, DC yeah. was being weird because they were like, yeah, we have all these franchises and no one's doing anything. And it's not hurting the brand. It's actually, like, revitalizing it. Mm-hmm. And, it and it's like, yeah. you're doing you're doing what now? You can't Making show... Making things that people enjoy? Yeah. 
You're making you know, things for an play. older audience? What do you mean? Yeah. Older audience? You mean comic books are for children. You mean the kids don't like Scooby Doo? What kid <laughs> knows about Scooby Doo? Like are you are we being honest with ourselves? Like what child goes around and be like, I love Scooby Doo? With the success of Scoob, and I use that uh, the word success as, uh, sarcastically here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie did not do well. If uh, not only because yeah. it went to streaming, but because what familiarity other than like cultural zeitgeist of like Scooby Doo does do the kids have? That movie was made for parents to be like, oh, I like <laughs> Scooby Doo. That's kid friendly. Let me show my kid this thing. That's why that movie was made um yeah whatever like i guess they figured it out now but like at&t keeps laying people off at yeah, warner brothers so bad. uh yeah and with like this <laughs> whole movie deal like oh man but we'll find out um <laughs> super short one scott pilgrim uh versus the world the game comes out on uh january 14th 2021 just after nice. the uh the new year and uh, d- unfortunately, it does not make the holiday season 2020 as was promised in the Ubisoft, whatever the heck show that they had. But mm-hmm. uh, it is coming out relatively soon, and I am super hyped for it. So far, there is no um, physical release, but that will most likely come out later once the digital has come out. And you will have to double dip, most likely. But uh, if there is a physical release, you should be on it. I know I'm definitely going to double dip, mm-hmm. um, maybe even like quadruple dip because this game has been delisted for like what seven years plus now. Yeah, ridiculous amount of time, and you couldn't re-download it. It's just like come on. So uh, yeah, it's a fun game. It's definitely worth it. So, well, uh, yeah. My my two cents on it is just, um, I, and this is just a small ask. I need you to do. I need you to put in the audio of the guy who did, Woo! This is what I've been waiting for! Uh, you know, just put that in as my response. Oh, I got <laughs> it. You just said it, so I don't even have to... Uh, oh, <laughs> boom. Okay, guys. Yeah, I think that's copyright. We'd get DMC'd. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah. I guess we're not talking about the Twitch DMCA story, which, uh... Yeah. When politics get involved, it's just all bad. Um... Another quick hit, Project Athea, that game that has not surfaced. Maybe it'll show up at the Game Awards that you already know about, that we don't know about because it's hours from now. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be a two-year, 24-month exclusive on PlayStation 5 and PC. It'll come out on PC, but it'll be console exclusive for 24 months on PS5. Which uh, and, and apparently, the way it's phrased on the like, screen cap, it will come out day and date on or within like a time frame of that 20 that two years on pc but until then no no chance for like series x because if it's next gen it's most likely just going to the series x um Mm. and it still isn't titled the media frenzy on it that like square was doing with it doesn't really uh it's not really there anymore so unless we get more information and like a tentative window and a new rebranding of the name at the game awards we're not going to find out more information till uh 2021 probably but i think the the big like hype train for final fantasy 16 is what square is going to focus on 
I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard not to. So, <laughs> like, like it, this would be the time, I think. And Sony, obviously the people who are, are in the future and know more, they they know what Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo came came with at, to the Game Awards. There's, like, from what we know as people living in the past, there's going to be, like, up to 20 announcements and reveals at this at this thing and nothing on the scale of like a console reveal but i'm like excited to see what the smash character is and what the sony first party stuff is like those are super exciting things to me and uh yeah so um i didn't imagine a year ago on like game awards day that we would have like we would be 30 plus episodes into a podcast and like (laughs) like doing this thing like i had no idea i it's like something i wanted to do but like, i didn't know that we would actually be doing it so also we didn't mm. know that there would be a global pandemic so i mean boom <laughs> anyway halo infinite oh boy release window Fall what's it delayed to now so there's a lot of speculation that halo if it wasn't coming out in like Q1 of of uh, 2021, that it would just be a better idea to to push it until like November of um, 2021, as like Halo's 20th anniversary. Like we're gonna release Halo Infinite in conjunction with the 20th anniversary of Halo, and sell like sell a special 20th like uh, 20th uh, year of uh halo and xbox here's our special edition xbox series x console Mm. like that's a no-brainer and it seems that's what's like what will be the case uh they released this like post about like this really detailed post about how the art direction and all like the things all the nitpicky things and like fair criticisms that were like within the the uh, July, I believe it was July, like showing the first real reveal of uh, gameplay of Halo Infinite. Like they went detailed list of how that they were like going to solve the the worries and concerns of everyone who was a fan of Halo and that they felt themselves that it wasn't representative of the work that they wanted to uh, to have out there, which makes it seem more like this game was never ever coming out in november oh, like yeah. for launch which is Not like <laughs> mind-boggling yeah uh, like come on and with all like the like the the people leaving or re- mm. like moving on to different parts of the company at 343 it's just like oof this is tough yeah. uh but i mean it's a huge machine and uh yeah y- you can't have halo be bad like <laughs> at all like this has to be good or Halo is done as a franchise, mm-hmm. like for real, and Microsoft really can't afford that. So, I mean, they could. I mean, literally, yes, they could, but <laughs> I don't think there's anything yeah. that besides Forza that's like super associated with Microsoft and Xbox yeah, as, as Halo. Games, yeah. And like, Sony has a lot of mascot characters. I Gears, don't... I guess, is the other one. Right? Yeah, Gears would be the other. Um, yeah but i think that halo chief uh, halo chief halo master <laughs> chief com- consider like uh comparatively to 
like Gears is uh, Marcus Phoenix, which I mean Marcus isn't even like Marcus the guy. Of War. Yeah, he's not even the guy <laughs> anymore. It's like his son yeah. or something. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you you don't have anyone as identifiable that silhouette of Master Chief as you do. I guess Doom guy, but like, uh, Bethesda like, is new. That's Bethesda and Id. Yeah, that's yeah. a new addition, right? Yeah. So. So they got two guys in green armor with guns. Yep. Yep. And like a sword of some kind. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh I'm excited to to see them stick the landing. I really want them to. And yeah. I'm Oh yeah. I'm not upset that like the game is delayed um because like the classic um saying a delayed game has the potential to be a good game um so you know we'll see time will tell as it all always does and then we covered the story a few weeks back sony has officially purchased crunchyroll for uh, 1.175 billion dollars which was more money than we had uh that than it was projected earlier when we talked about it on a a few shows back or more and that's huge um uh, I did not know that AT&T, remember when I said I'd come back to AT&T? Oh, we're here. AT&T owned Crunchyroll, and they sold it to Sony. Hmm. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what is AT&T doing over there? <laughs> like, holy crap. Anyway, this position Sony, which is uh, like already like huge with Funimation, Funimation, at least in like the Western territories, but they're like Aniplex. Aniplex is that what it is? They're um, they have like Mm. a huge thing in Japan already, and now that they're consolidating it, like they are going to really reap the benefits of being a major player in the like anime manga market now. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. They are they are a literal titan, uh, if not the biggest like anime media. Yeah, like if you in the world have been uh, like keeping up with anime for in the past like four or five years, you've noticed if you have Crunchyroll that uh, a lot of shows were like being taken off because they were uh, you know Sony owned properties that went to Funimation. Like after that, their streaming service like really uh got its headway um mm-hmm. so now you're gonna get a lot of the shows they used to watch on crunchyroll back on there probably and you're gonna get all uh, the funimation stuff too because i yeah. I, th- I think because uh based on this polygon article they have uh crunchyroll has currently around 70 million free members and 3 million paid subscribers which yeah. 3 million paid subscribers doesn't seem like a lot but if you combine 73 million subscribers and with whatever, I don't, I don't think we have a statistic for what Funimation has, but mm-hmm. you get all of that. Sony has all of that now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, and it's all now like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to want to pay for, for a crunchy roll now that you get all this Funimation content, which is like mm-hmm. the, like all that stuff. Like it's a lot of stuff. Like, what is yeah. it? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think DBZ does. Is, yeah, uh, Dragon Ball. Um, 
I think is Gundam on there as well. Probably. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I don't know what the difference between uh, Viz and Sony is at this point. Um, like, yeah. Oh, I mean, Gundam is Sunrise. I'm pretty sure it was on Funimation. Um, yeah. Good for you if you have a Crunchyroll subscription. So. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, Netflix is a major player with, like, funding. Um mm-hmm everything and all that but like and then like licensing stuff stateside yeah but uh yeah yeah i don't know it's funny because i was really just thinking that like oh funimation is like actually a big competitor to a crunchy roll like within the past couple of years like only recently and then uh they just bought them out so yeah <laughs> whatever yeah <laughs> oof well it's huge and uh i'm looking i'm like uh, i don't know i'm i'm definitely looking forward to see what comes of it with all like the crunchyroll like originals and what they were doing over there with that mm-hmm. and how their subscription model will change like whether that free tier will exist anymore or not um whether they'll like how how they'll handle like the simulcast stuff Mm -hmm. yeah it's going to be interesting and how they're going to handle like global you know so oh we'll see so sony did wait in 2018 crunchyroll blah 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. apparently they uh, crunchyroll purchased viz in 2019 Mm. oh and now Sony owns Crunchyroll, and now Sony owns Viz. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, that answers that question. Okay. There you go. I don't know. This sounds like a monopoly to me, personally, but yeah. like, whatever. What do I know? Yeah, some, only a little bit. Some guy. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, all right, cool. All right, moving on to the biggest story we have to cover today. Oh, iCarly Revival. Woo! This is what On I've been waiting for. <laughs> so uh, the the only thing that I cared about when I saw this iCarly Revival, I was like, one, I don't know what uh, the character Gibby, if you're familiar with iCarly, will look like <laughs> now uh, in the year 2020. And also, it was like announced for Paramount+. Plus. Not only did I not know... that paramount plus existed in any capacity or was going to i was like again like another plus like streaming service like okay what properties could paramount actually have and so i find out more and it's not like a new service it's just the rebranding of um cbs all access really yeah they're literally just and apparently this was (laughs) announced back in september Oh, they're right. just, <laughs> How did they like CBS is just rebranding their their streaming service from CBS All Access to Paramount Plus? Okay, I have CBS All Access. I like went in there like I don't know a month ago, and nothing had changed. So that mm. this is completely new to me. Yeah, well, I guess you'll have to uh, log on tonight and see what's up. Uh, well. Uh, Right now, I'm just watching uh, 
two and a half men while we talk on CBS All Access. So, you know. All right, you're off the show. Okay, <laughs> see you guys later. So, uh, with with the rebrand, they're adding the addition to their library of shows from BET, uh, CBS. Black Entertainment Network. Oh, okay. Black Entertainment Network. There you go. Um, yeah. CBS, Comedy Central, MTV, and Nickelodeon, and more from uh, Paramount Pictures Vault. And apparently Paramount Plus, as quoted by this uh, Variety article, will offer up 30,000 episodes and films. And it will also produce original content. Mm. So, yep. Oh, they're going to have... They're going to have some documentaries from uh, Behind the Music. Wait, wait, wait. They're going to create a spy drama called Lioness from Oscar winner Taylor Sheridan and as well as reboot a music docuseries Behind the Music and a scripted drama about the making of The Godfather. Okay. Hmm. Something to look at. I don't know. That's the one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Oscar Isaac, right? I couldn't tell you. You know more <laughs> about what Jake Gyllenhaal does than yeah, I did. I had no idea. Yeah. Again, I just learned about uh, Paramount Plus like two days ago. So, yeah, well, that's about it for that story. I'm like, I just think it's wild that companies think that we want to pay like for 75 different streaming services uh when cable is cheaper <laughs> like like we we didn't we go, went to netflix because it was cheaper than cable and now all these streaming all these networks need to get their money back because no one's like having cable anymore so they think they can make more money by launching a streaming service and then cable looks a lot more appealing because it's just like one one smaller price than like subscribing to 75 different platforms yeah, it went from being, like, if I can cut cords. I can now just, like, get Netflix and I'll be set. And yep. now every, now we're back to square one. Yeah, yeah it's worse than square one at this point. We're <laughs> yeah. negative now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be... I don't know how, within the next five years to de- uh, ten how it's going to work out if anyone has enough uh rob that picture really distracted my thought process uh for context for people who can't see anything in the discord because you literally just can't rob uh said currently on cbs all access and then showed the cover of small soldiers the greatest film ever made i love that movie okay i love it so much uh yeah so that's interesting i don't think we'll last another decade of the streaming service model uh Mm -hmm. because it just who has enough money for that um of course by by 10 years from now we'll either be living within the ready player one oasis or uh the whole world will cease to exist you know um but that's just me thinking out loud uh last few things super quick uh Mm -hmm. The Prince of Persia remake was delayed to, to March 18th, 2021. Um, recently, as of today, this afternoon, there was announced that in, in Netflix will have a uh, 3D animated Sonic series in 2022. Um, and that will be... 
by Sega will have affiliation. Um, apparently, Wild Brain and Man of Action will both be involved as well. Uh, which I am familiar I with. Man of, you just said. Man of Action <laughs> is like the conglomerate, like of like Creative Minds behind like Ben Ten and other like ne- um, Cartoon Network uh, shows. And yeah. I don't, I don't know what Wild Brain is, if I'm being for uh, really honest. Yeah. But apparently the tweet was taken down as of right hmm. now because I tried to access it and I couldn't. Oh well. Um, but that's a thing that was announced. So our biggest thing, which is we've been going for an hour with all these biggest things, uh, I I'll just say it. By this point, you you know what happened at the Game Awards. That's happening. We'll we're gonna be doing an extra show about it. Uh, all Game Awards stuff, our reactions uh, and everything. Sometime by the end of the weekend, that show will go up. We so. will react. Don't worry. Yes, we will have our awesome reaction. I think it'll be the first extra echo that I post to the YouTube channel, but that's a different thing entirely. Um, but biggest thing, Cyberpunk 2077 is out. And everything nice. went fine, nothing went bad. Exactly. <laughs> Good. End of show. Let's call it. All right, that's it. <laughs> uh, wrong. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 had a week this week. Not only did reviewers get a game that was glitchy and buggy and had no um, seizure warnings, oh. like uh, yeah, they yeah. they were really hardcore about uh, policing anyone who would put out anything about the game before, like. Uh, before they said it was okay, even if it wasn't yeah. embargo breaking. Like mm-hmm. if you went and got, like if you went to Best Buy, within like the few hours of their system saying that you could buy this game like Tuesday or whatever, which that was a thing that happened, and you play the game and you were to stream that game, like CD Projekt Red would be like, hey, you can't do this, take it down, and or we'll escalate the situation, which technically technically they're within the rights to do but like oh boy is that a bad look not a good look yeah yeah feels awful and they like quoted it like as spoilers and like bruh how do you yeah like what do you mean like chill out (laughs) um yeah i mean atlas does the same crap with uh with persona or whatever yeah come on but yeah uh it's tough cyberpunk is not meant for the play the base PlayStation Four, and the base Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. Like that game looks like a potato, oh my and God. it looks like a PS3 game, and an Xbox game, like an Xbox 360 game. Like, yeah, it looks like you're playing with like Legos or something. It's not great. Pick that thing up on the fat PS4. It's just like come on. Well, I saw like what was it like a month ago? They released like what. Keanu would look like in game, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so this is made for the PS5." <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this game was announced for for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It developed their entire over their entire um, life cycle, and it was truly meant for for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. But they had mm-hmm. to fulfill their promise and put it out 
on the older consoles. Yeah. It it runs at a tolerable like rate and like I think it looks best on consoles. Like on PS5 and Xbox Series X, all things considered, it plays and looks the best there. From what I've seen in reports, I haven't personally played it. Um, and it does not perform as well in any shape or form on the base PlayStation 4 or Xbox Ones. And it's a very wide range on PC as it always is. Yeah. Uh, the game caused a reviewer to have an epileptic seizure when playing the game mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week when they were doing the review. Multiple... Without warning, there are no seizure notices. There's no uh, option, I believe, to turn it off. Yes. In <sighs> the settings. Um, it was just something that was completely overlooked by the uh, rating see, boards as well. Yeah, as, uh, yeah. yeah that's for sure. It like got through multiple passes of like people just not like seeing this thing. Yeah. It's like, how do you not see this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was really bad. And not only was it bad, but then people proceeded to send this reviewer who made a very public thing, like as a public safety announcement for people yeah. with this, like people who were critical of the, of like cyberpunk in any way, the internet nerd, uh, like, uh, <laughs> force came out to to tell you how wrong you were why would you hate this perfect beautiful game with no flaws from a company that has never done or said or uh, treated their workers in any bad way like (laughs) totally this this uh, corporation is on our side the little guy who totally uh loves freedom of escapism like come on they would send this they sent this reviewer um like flashing light videos and like Mm -hmm. we're just generally like bullying and it was just disgusting and yes yeah on a separate note like uh GameSpot on their like early release of their review gave it a seven they gave cyberpunk a seven because of like they were like this is an awesome game in a lot of ways but it right now it's a buggy mess and those (laughs) bugs are enough for us to give it this score which isn't even a bad score no it is not a nine or ten but it is like reflective of the game as it currently is at launch mm-hmm. will they patch it out sure but there are definitely plenty of websites that update the like their their like score a game yeah. can be a seven at launch and then it could become a nine once the game is like worked on which if anyone's argument of they will patch this out is then that means the game is currently at a lower score than what it yeah. will be when it gets patched. Yeah, yeah. Like, like but chill out. It's just the state of how games are now. Yeah, games will get patched and games will get better over time, even yeah. if it isn't necessarily necessarily like a uh, games as a service game. Yeah. And I think that's the the toughest thing. Like people get really territorial over their favorite thing, this thing that they haven't even played yet because they're not. Yeah. Like a public figure or a game reviewer or a game journalist, and it's like, if you don't, like, if you don't need a game review to tell you whether or not you want to buy this game because you've made up your mind one way or another, maybe you shouldn't be re- reading the reviews and bullying people on the internet <laughs> for having a thought that was different than yours based on their experience with this thing, the like game that they played. Yeah, if if you've 
if you have another experience about this thing that you think it's going to be and you don't want anyone disillusioning you turn the internet off block out <laughs> the words like uh i don't know why you, you don't know you haven't learned the lesson of yeah. what it takes to live with other people and be kind to one another yeah like, pretty crazy for real oh. see that there was also like a couple songs in the game that are uh, getting people dmca striked on their uh, twitch channels oh perfect <laughs> yeah so they have like a setting to turn off uh copyright uh dmca music in the game but it doesn't cover like some songs that are still getting dmca'd so uh at first it was just one uh and now as of 20 minutes ago uh, there's multiple oh perfect you know the <laughs> yeah. biggest the definitely the biggest game that's going to be streamed for the next like month mm. and that's like very conservative to say only a month but yeah like wow um i guess we can talk about i didn't really plan to but i can go a little bit into the the whole dmca update for uh twitch basically there's this uh senator who is affiliated with a party which i know these are hot hot terms that the youtube algorithm will totally flag so i'm being very like uh vague about it but you can probably think of of what i'm trying to say anyway uh there's a senator who oh yeah wants to bring in legislation that could give people who would use dmca uh, copyrighted material basically and would get like what would now just be a dmca ban or copyright strike or whatever mm. instead of that streamers and youtubers would receive potentially felony prison time yeah for having any of this video or audio content in their stuff yeah he wants to give uh police forces the tools to take legal action against people who uh stream uh dmca copyright content uh even if it is by total accident yeah it's not really great. stupid yep really really dumb and uh yeah if you didn't think you were if you think cyberpunk 2077 is a fantasy well hey do i got news for you oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's tough out there in the real world and uh soon this whole like 20 years of the internet like picking yourself up from your bootstraps will literally just be the same as hollywood in like yep. a very one-to-one -one sense of like almost inaccessible in every way right now it's like kind of like that uh build yourself up mentality it still exists it's severely limited comparatively <laughs> what it was like five years ago even yeah but like yeah um we're not gonna see the the same like the same boom of unique individual joe schmoes just coming up from nowhere because it will be inaccessible and the algorithms will prevent you from doing so and yeah. the legal uh ramifications of that could ruin you for doing something that um was meant to be a parody but some corporation or algorithm deemed it not to be the case i like, mean you're already seeing it people uh who have enough money to uh sign up with a uh, streaming uh talent agencies essentially who promote their work and uh get them more views than they probably would have on their own 
Um, and now they're part of this collective who uh, pays them and they get paid to, you know, make content, make super cool content. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's not something that they even want to do themselves. But hey, that's where we're at right now. <sighs> anyway, I'm I'm like, that's super downer, but I'm actually really looking forward to uh, just enjoying video games and just playing them um, yeah. again. And I, I, I like that the, the Game Awards are a, like a celebratory thing. Even if like people on the internet are super divisive of what will be Game of the Year and our hate like voting for an, any other game besides Last of Us 2, <laughs> like, uh, I think that while there is like a very big vocal minority there like the the evolving uh beast of of the video game industry is um getting more inclusive and more like open-minded as video games mature Mm -hmm. and uh Mm -hmm. i think there i think there is light at the end of the tunnel even if sometimes it feels like the tunnel is closing faster than the light (laughs) is uh is growing if that makes any sense i don't know but yeah uh, I'm excited for to find out and see the show that that Jeff Keighley's uh, put years and years into making it happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that's all about it. As as far as I got, it was a full news episode. I don't have anything that I played or watched this past week. Um, what about you guys? Aaron, would you like to go first? Wow. Uh, I watched a documentary called. Uh... A band called Death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was about it. Um, yeah, it's a documentary about this uh, proto-punk band from Detroit uh, who started making this music like in the 70s, like predating um, what most people thought like the original, original punk bands were like the Ramones, uh, the Damned, Sex Pistols, uh, the Clash, all of them. Um, really? It was these three brothers who just uh, made uh, like an uh, uh, an EP like in their room, um, brought it to anybody that they could to try to, you know, like get this thing sold to get it airtime, but were constantly put down just because, well, not just because, um, but mostly because of their name, Death, like being, um, they were an all black band in the middle of uh, Motown, Detroit, Michigan, (laughs) uh, trying to sell the fastest, like, rock and roll music that had been made at that point, to anybody's knowledge. I mean, there are other bands that have come out in in those times, but, like, you know, there was no, like, radio player, no way that they knew about those other bands, but um, to them, like, the fastest, most hardcore music that had existed, um, (laughs) trying to put this thing out under the name called Death, uh, essentially nobody would uh give them the time of day um and they tried for years and years and years to try to just get these couple of songs that they had you know released um they made some seven inch records like by themselves they handed out to friends um and it wasn't until like 30 years later that some of these seven inches like started appearing in uh record stores um and then that's when like collectors and you know people who are like vintage 
punk connoisseurs uh, got their hands on these things and started looking for these guys. Because um, they're like, yeah, this is like pre-anything. <laughs> like, we don't know anything about these guys. They came off the face of, or they came off, they came out of nowhere and uh, had this really, really great music. Um, yeah, it's it's just like a crazy story. I highly recommend it. It's free on YouTube. Um, oh, cool. Right now. Oh, okay. Uh, it's really, really really sad <laughs> i can imagine so be prepared for that Jeez. yeah um, all right um, but yeah i think it's worth checking out to see just a crazy story like no, for know, sure. just a crazy story oh thanks yeah. for uh for bringing that up i would have never found it otherwise yeah it's just so funny like thinking about it i think the film was premiered in 2013 um but it was wow, put on, just put for put out for free uh like last month literally i think or in august i think um but yeah it's interesting like watching that and like listening to their story with a mindset that like yeah this name is like by far and away not a problem in any regards now <laughs> like in yeah these days. for real it's like crazy how much just a name can put them back especially when you hear them talk about it and like their concept of why they named uh the band death and how like it was a positive thing more so mm-hmm. than anything um yeah yeah it was it's a crazy story man <laughs> yeah right. watch that uh, all right well um uh, for me i uh well i guess as far as games i'm playing ghost of tsushima for the first time getting into it it's uh it's really cool um, do you understand why my brain was the way it was when i was playing it no I'm, I mean, yeah, I get it. I, uh, I, I'm, I haven't played too much of it yet, but I'm pretty sure soon I'm gonna start feeling the tall grass with my hand, and I'm gonna like, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? But yeah, uh, I've already just trained a horse to come when I whistle, so you know. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Um, but yeah, I'm playing that. I'm playing the new update to Avengers and I again it's well written um very like all the characters are very true to their characters from the comics and they're so goddamn likable um it's just it, I feel like it's stuck in a game with a with a dozen issues I feel like if they just kind of focused on making a story-based game, it would be, uh, like, completely a home run. So I'm hoping eventually they get to make some kind of sequel or something, or, like, get to make something down the line where they can work in just a story-based game, but we'll see about that um uh oh yeah i didn't even mention the update is kate bishop hawkeye is now in the game and they give you a free story expansion with um basically some aim is trying to access another timeline and it's causing Hmm. ripple effects throughout the game now and it's actually it's really cool i'm very interested I've heard that at the end of the campaign that they've just made for it, 
a character that you wouldn't suspect to show up shows up. And so I'm very interested to find out who it is. Um, and yeah, as far as TV, um, I started to watch, well, I've continued watching two shows, one that I'm surprised I don't like as much as I do. And one that I'm surprised that I really do like, I started watching Lovecraft country and a teacher. And I, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, oh, I just, those are two separate titles. I assume. <laughs> yeah. Lovecraft country Lovecraft and the country teacher and the teacher that would be a, that's yeah, actually just, that's a good name um okay. uh what do you call it but uh, yeah Dibs. <laughs> damn uh <laughs> there goes nice my job. autobiography name uh that's, a, that's how legal uh stuff works yeah dibs. dibs you're now officially able to use it um what do you call it but yeah uh I, i'll tell you what lovecraft country as a great first episode and i i don't know well the thing is the show has everything i love in it it has like the first episode starts off with a daydream where the main character is in world war ii uh he goes over a hill and then it's just aliens and like sea monsters fighting each other and then he he gets mm -hmm. confronted by Cthulhu. A a red alien comes from the sky. A red alien princess, which is supposed to be an homage to John Carter of Mars. Um, they they fight Cthulhu, and then Jackie Robinson knocks off uh, Cthulhu's head and says, "You're gonna be okay, kid." And then he wakes up. And it was like Did Salvador Dali write this film. I write this show. I I wish. I mean, like. Like, from that point on, like, it becomes actually a show. They go into the idea of there's this part of America that's that may have been formed from the writing of H.P. Lovecraft. It might have been there before H.P. Lovecraft, but it's, like, this extremely racist, like, dark magic part of the country. And his father would... Uh, so it's H.P. Lovecraft basically yeah it goes deep into the idea of hp lovecraft being a racist and being and it, i think that was that's i had to watch it because i have a idea for uh kind of a project that kind of goes in the similar direction and uh it's it's the whole first episode is like a very interesting way to tackle that and all that and then mm -hmm. it becomes it goes from being this like great allegory and not even just allegory just shows the horrors of racism at that time and racism in general but then it goes from that into kind of the next episodes are I, I told this to my sister who I was watching it with it has the same tone and intelligence of the chilling tales of sabrina from that episode onward which isn't a dick yeah, it's not. It's not a dig. No, but like what what it's billed as comparatively, to yeah. Then go to that is not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. So it goes from like I recommend watching it yourselves. May I've it's got a seven point one on IMDb. Um, it's I hear a lot of people like it. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the shift it does from episode one to two really turned me off to it um 
I feel like if it stayed one way or the other, it would be very good um, in my eyes. But it's just like it had potential in one area, and then it threw it out to do it, something else. But um, I feel you. Yeah. And uh, as far as the teacher goes, I know I'm going along here. Um, it's a great show. It's um, a very dark show. But um, it's basically about a teacher having an affair with a recently turned 18 student. Um, it's a very dark, ah. very dark story. Yeah. Um, um, for uh, for all those who don't immediately think that's bad, <laughs> that's bad. Um, continue, continue, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a very interesting way they tackle it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, on Hulu. I believe they're up to six episodes. It's got three more on the way. Um, no, seven episodes. I think it's up to now. Yeah. Uh, so I would give it a shot if you like. It's just uh, it gets it's very uncomfortable at times. Um, but they give you warnings at the very start that it's just basically they like say like it it involves like yeah, cases of I get you. yeah. So it's just um. Yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, just kind of great acting. Oddly enough, great music uh, is in that, and uh, I might be biased because it's like all songs that I have on my iPod, but um, yeah, um, that's what I got. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks for nice. sharing. Um, a, a quick thing, I forgot to mention that Cyberpunk 2077 has since... Uh, put in in the launch edition with all the updates and stuff has put in a uh, like a sensory warning for everyone good um, so that like it's pretty explicit there um, so that is good that is definitely nice. a good on them um, yeah whatever the game is still a little undercooked I'm not gonna mince my words when I say that yeah. um, <laughs> and you are allowed to enjoy this thing that you want to enjoy even if there are bad things that are involved in it you can still like it. Like, that is okay. Uh, and so you don't need yeah. to attack people who who don't like the thing as much as you or have an opinion that is based on facts about the thing that you like. Like, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Everything has a flaw. Um, anyway. Uh, also, I was just uh, scrolling Twitter, and apparently Telltale Games does exist. I completely voided it out of my brain. <laughs> But Telltale Games did like um, yeah. did come back in a some sort sort of way, and they were working on the Wolf Among Us two. That mm. is still like a thing that was announced. Hell and yeah, that is still happening. They released literally um, within like minutes of us starting the recording. They released the statement about like, hey, we're still working on the the Wolf Among Us two. Uh, among our other like properties, we're still supporting the ones that. Um, that we like we were we released them in some capacity things that were in the works that were licensed properties some have reverted back to their rights holders otherwise we will have a lot more to talk about in 2021 see you then it's it's basically the gist of what they had to say uh i only bring it up because we literally talked about telltale earlier this episode yeah um cool yeah so that's sick that's a call and response right there. Anyway, um, I am. I forgot that I am currently listening to an audiobook about um, the console wars. Um, 
and it's like Sega and Nintendo going at yeah. it in the 90s and it is very illuminating about Sega's like perspective and mindset from like a Sega of America and Sega of Japan like how even between them they were having like some conflicts and uh man Sonic's such an interesting thing and I know that's like such a funny thing to say like super removed next year's <laughs> the uh, Sonic um 30th anniversary yeah. yeah yeah so big year for sonic next year well most likely i'm i don't know i don't know maybe we'll see a sonic game get announced uh today at the game awards we don't know maybe you That'd know already cool. that would be sick like i'm i'm excited sonic is a series that will like just doesn't die that has a lot of mediocre games in it <laughs> but people still like it still has such a rabid fan base um and i've only wanted a like I guess we we all only want the success of this thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely do want a good 3D Sonic game. Like if they were to announce Adventure Three for next year, that would just blow my mind. But uh, yeah, we'll see. That's about it. I will. Uh, the book is really good, and it is just called Console Wars. So um, maybe check it out. Right. But that is enough for episode 31 of echo screen we will uh, nice. catch you relatively soon with our uh, extra echo on the game awards 2020 thanks hey, for uh call me on this right now all right game of the year fortnite travis scott mcdonald <laughs> uh, quote me on this remember that uh quote me on this uh super smash brothers re- reveal character freddie fosbear oh <laughs> oh, it's just so all right, let's painful. end the episode. <laughs> so all right, thanks for being on, guys. Hey, uh, thanks to all the new listeners out there, and uh, we'll have plenty more content. Please reach out to us on uh, Twitter. We totally yeah. want to interact with our uh, our listeners. And yes. uh, you know, we're such a small show. If if uh, like if we get to know you, there's more than a better chance that you could be on the show if that's something you wanted. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Yeah. So I mean, I, cameos. we're literally, yeah, I mean, honestly, we're such a small, just friends hanging out. It's not unlikely, yeah. but hey, maybe, uh, maybe people will quote us or quote me for, as saying this like later on, if the, if we ever take off and they'll be like, wow, you were just let people on, <laughs> what? you changed, man. And that's, you sold out and that's, uh, quote you guys me used on to it. be such a small show <laughs> oh, and then awesome. it'll, uh, bring up the audio clip. Yeah. We're just a small show. <laughs> well, yeah. and all then, right thanks for being on yep. catch you yeah. next time have a good one peace